But I got so inspired by how Casey was able to block out all that noise of where people think she should be or where a comparison to her past self would say she should be and instead met herself where she was right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Go Get It podcast, the show where we aim to kick off the week with some good old-fashioned positivity and inspiration to get us in the right mindset to chase big goals. As always, I am your podcast host, Hunter Gorski, and today joined, as always, by the least competitive brother of the three, Austin Meyer, and today (laughs) we're joined by our third brother and second least competitive of the three, Jason Gorski. We are home right now in New Jersey for the holidays, and we had... Thank you very much. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Thanksgiving. We've been having an awesome time with the family. I've been actually, I just, Austin just walked up the stairs after slapping this guy around in partners. Um, You know, me and Matt, Matt's the champion in the United States of America. We took down Jason and Jesse tonight. Um, It was quite an easy victory, but I digress. I digress. (laughs) This week on the podcast we are going to be discussing the pitfalls of comparison and specifically the dangers of judging our current self versus our past self so i'm going to pass it over to my brother austin who is going to take us to the dusty trails of roseville california the site of the recent rio del lago 100 mile ultra marathon race austin take it away thank you hunter so, the last time we talked about a big ultra marathon, I think, was shortly after my race at the Castle Peak 100K back in August. So, after that race, you know, I got back into training, doing my thing, didn't have any other big races of the year. So, I was looking to contribute to the sport and develop my fitness in, in new ways. And one day I'm on this app called Strava where people track their training and I see one of uh, my friends and fellow ultra runners named Casey Licktig. I saw that she posted one of her training workouts and she gave it the title preparing for RDL. Now, being a California ultra marathon runner, I figured that RDL stood for Rio del Lago, which is a 100 mile ultra marathon race. Now, Casey lives in Nebraska, and she would be coming out to California to run this race. So I figured she might not have a ton of community out here. And as someone who's a big fan of hers in the sport and also a friend of hers, I reached out and just said, hey, you know, sent her a DM, said, hey, Casey, if you're looking for someone to pace you at this race, I would be happy to help in any capacity you need or crew, anything, like whatever you need. Let me know. I will drive over to Sacramento and help you out. Now, pacing, for those people that don't know, is a really unique part of the sport of ultra running. Essentially, in races of 100 kilometers and over in the United States, you can have, in a lot of races, something called a pacer. And those are just like friend, like a friend of yours or someone you know joins on the trail with you and runs alongside you, and they kind of can provide moral support 
um, fire you up. They can't carry anything of yours, like any supplies or carry your water or anything like that. But they're really there for just like, you know, mental fuel. Um, and in some races, it's also a, a safety aspect. So I asked Casey if she'd be interested in having me pace her. And to my excitement, uh, she accepted. And it turned out that she wanted me to pace her at Rio del Lago from miles 49 to 72. So to keep her spirits high, to support her with anything she'd need, I would run a 50K. So 33 miles, something like that. Shout out to episodes, make the ask and provide value. Go ahead. Two great examples. <laughs> so I'm getting ready for pacing. I'm super fired up. I've never paced before. And I think it's just gonna it's just gonna be so fun to 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 help Casey and also learn from one of the best. Because Casey is one of the top ultra running stars in the US. She won the 2016 Western States 100, which is the most significant race in the country. She was we'll be there one day. What's up? I said, we'll be there one day. You'll be in we that race be. and we'll be there supporting we you, be. buddy. We will be, absolutely. Uh, Casey was the 2016 Ultra Runner of the Year and she's just taken home the W and great results in countless other races on top of being just like one of the kindest humans on the circuit. So I was going to be there to help support her towards her goals. Well, shortly before the race, it turns out that those goals that she had for what this day was going to be all about really changed. She wrote on her Instagram, quote, I had a solid buildup going into the race, but four weeks ago, something drastically changed. It started with my body feeling a deep fatigue and malaise. The effort of runs were becoming way too hard. Then out of the blue, my right hip glute became extremely painful. I did all my physical therapy, stretching modalities that I knew to help. It masked the pain for the time being, but I knew something wasn't right. I started getting very depressed and felt like I was falling down a dark spiraling hole. Life stress, race stress hit me like a ton of bricks. I didn't like it at all and I knew it wasn't me. I felt hopeless. I didn't know what I should do. Should I stay home, call it a year, or do I dare take the risk and go out to RDL and give it a shot? That in itself stressed me to no end. Deep down, I knew I wanted to have one last big race to end the year. It would mentally allow me to feel like I could be satisfied with my year and end the season. And with my depression, I knew being out in nature on trails with the wonderful ultra community, it would heal my soul. Even though going into the race, it would be 50-50 on whether I could finish or not, I talked to my coach, Jason Coop, and explained my situation. He gave me the green light to go. He understood my reasoning, even if it wasn't the wisest for my body, but exactly what I needed for my soul. That was my why for running the race. So I head out to Rio del Lago and I'm standing there at mile like 49 as Casey comes through. And we set out on the trail. And even though her positive spirits were definitely uplifting everyone around us, she was clearly in pain by the time that I joined her. We would string together some nice mile splits gain a little bit momentum, but then just when we'd have some momentum, her pain would just start to flare up in her hamstring and she would be forced to walk. And by our fifth or sixth hour together, her hamstring was a goner. So imagine us, she is 70 miles into this race, over a marathon left to go, darkness is setting in, and her body 
has constrained her to a walk. Like she's trying all she can to like get a jog going again. And every time she's just like in so much pain that she just has to settle into a walk. Now, here is where this gets interesting and where I I really want to dig in today. When you're pacing someone, you have a lot of hours to get to know each other. And at one point, Casey and I were talking about where we were in our personal ultra running journeys. And she talked about where she was right then. And she said something that really struck me. She's walking up this gentle hill, a hill that, you know, she would probably expect to be running most of her career, you know, at this point in a race. And she says to me, you know, 2021 Casey is not 2016 Casey. And I have accepted that. And that's why I can be out here gritting out this race, accomplishing exactly what I need to, even though the result might not fit all the expectations around me. Now, I'll come back to that because that conversation rang in my head as I watched Casey literally walk the last 25 or 30 miles to cross that finish line. We're talking like six, seven hours. Now, let me put this in perspective because an elite athlete of her caliber in this sport, very rarely will they keep going if something's just not even going that great out there on the day let alone walk it in for six, seven hours. They're just going to pull out. It's not like there were any titles or sponsorship dollars on the line for Casey getting across the finish line at 2 a.m. after this Vision Quest march. But she got it done. And since watching her cross that line early in those morning hours, I've thought a lot about that conversation we had. I've thought a lot about, okay, how... Is she getting through this? Because at that point, something has to be really pulling you to go on that kind of vision quest to get across that line. She didn't have to. And I just kept coming back to that conversation that we had about her not being the 2016 Casey right now. Because reflecting on that has taught me a lot about the pitfalls of self-judgment and comparing ourselves to our past selves. In every aid station we came through on that day, along with the trail runners that we were passing or running beside, all the way to the finish line, people were always reminding Casey, you're the champ. You're the fastest. You're the one expected to win. You're the sponsored athlete out here. Well, all the outside forces were placing an expectation on her of where they think she should be based on the past. And I think for so many of us, it'd be so easy to let those outside forces or those comparisons to the past make us either not show up to the race in the first place or at the first sign of not feeling good, of our hamstring feeling tight, we just quit. You know, we that's what it would be. But I got so inspired by how Casey was able to block out all that noise of where people think she should be or where a comparison to her past self would say she should be and instead met herself where she was right now, 
in a year in a year where she's dealt with injuries in a, in a four week time period where her body kind of deteriorated spontaneously meet herself where she is right now and say hey even if i have to walk it in i'm out here for myself and getting across that line is going to be my success not not any time or anything like that Shortly after the race, she wrote on her Instagram, quote, after this weekend, I came home with my heart full. This is my home away from home. It's where my heart and soul goes to recharge and remember why I love my life so much. We all have to find that special place to go to in dark times. This is mine, and I encourage you to find yours. Remember, you always find a way to find the light. Don't allow the darkness to swallow you up. Happiness, joyfulness, love, and laughter is a way to live the best life. Thank you, Rio de Lago 100, for giving this back to me. I hope to keep shining brightly. So Hunter and Jay, I'd like to invite you guys in here to just hear some of your reflections. I hadn't told you this story going into this episode, and I'd just like to hear some of your thoughts because it's one that I'm feeling inspired by um, because she was able to block out all that noise of expectations and really cue into like, what do I need right now and where am I at in my life and my athletic journey right now and go after that without any thought about, you know, what it should look like to others. Yeah, just off the top for me, I think, Definitely as as I could relate in the athletic realm, because every single year there's a different set of circumstances. You know, you are a different, uh, you know, a, a different athlete, a different person. Your body undergoes changes. You undergo changes. Um, and I can just tell you when I'm listening to the story here, I, I have mass respect um, mm. for Casey because, it, you know, if she was hearing you're the champ, you know, all of these expectations that it would have been easy for her to drop out of the race. You know, Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of times when athletes are at the top or they've been a champion before in that moment, it would have been easy for her to say, you know what, I'm injured and kind of save face and save her reputation, right. As Mm -hmm. being number one. Um, and I'm sure there's, you know, there's a little bit of battle with the ego there, especially in a moment where you're facing down. This isn't like you have 10 minutes to go and you just need to grind it out. I mean, we're talking <laughs> right. about a marathon yeah. that you have to finish and six to seven hours and tough conditions and all of these things that are going into it. Um, and that that really strikes me as, as you know, now that you're saying it, 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 it does strike me as being very important, right? Kind of releasing herself of the 2016 version where mm-hmm. I think if she had attached to that, then mm-hmm. she, she would have dropped out. Right. It's like, right. I'm not going to win the championship. I'm someone who's supposed to win championships. I'm not going to win it right now. Let me just get out of the race and save my, and you know, and kind of save face and, and save my body a little bit. Um, yep. I think it's amazing that she didn't do that. Yeah. She recognized where, you know, she kind of recognized where she was at and understanding that she was injured, but, now she had a new goal, which was to finish the race and prove something to herself, which she obviously did by the end of the race. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of, you know, made her feel a little bit whole again. So I think, you know, I think that's an awesome story. I'm definitely taking something away from that because for yeah. sure, you know, there's there's times when I've played a certain way or I've played a certain style. And over the years, I've I've had to, 
I've had to change my game, right? I've had to recognize Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe I'm not as fast in this situation, or maybe I don't, you know, I've had multiple ankle injuries, you know, maybe I don't jump as high in this situation. So how do I kind of take where I'm at today and figure out how to position and win the game and how to, and how to be, you know, how to be my most comfortable self? Yeah. And I, and I don't think it necessarily even needs to be like, you know, you're an elite level athlete or you're the champ to take, to take a lot of learning out of this story. Because I even think about like, you know, the aging process. I think about one of the first stories we told on the go get it podcast, which is like my dad mountain biking and how, as he was aging, he dealt with sickness. He dealt with having a knee replacement, a hip replacement. And if you get into the comparison of like, okay, what type of mountain biker was I in the past before I had all this? It would be so discouraging when you have to jump back into the day in, day out training of getting back to the point of where you were like with ease. That struggle of like where you now are to get to back to where you were Like if you're not willing to take the first step, you're never going to progress beyond. And so like watching my dad go through that was one of like the most inspirational things I've ever seen. And I, I see elements of like what Casey went through in this race to what my dad went through of like gaining the strength to get back onto a mountain bike, let alone get back up to the lake that he always went to when he was feeling good. Yeah, I think to bring it out, to make it uh, again, to piggyback on that and make it even more general, you know, we all have those those moments or we know somebody who's had those moments where they where, where just when it comes to like their physical fitness, right? Or their physical appearance and they say, oh, I'm not in the shape I was in when I was 30 or something like that. And they're really out of shape today. And, mm-hmm. and because that's the comparison like you're talking about and that seems so far away, it's like mm-hmm. a hindrance to even get started and get going. Yep with building towards becoming a little bit fitter or a little bit, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you want to become. One, one other element that I wanted to, to touch on, because I also mentioned it in the story was this outside expectations. And one of the things that I'm trying to work on in my capacity as a storyteller is I feel like my expectations are occasionally so high of myself and I hear the expectations from the people who are so supportive of me and that support comes from such a loving place. But sometimes I build up the pressure on myself, which hinders me from getting started. Cause it's like, oh, if I'm not, if this isn't gonna be the best story, well then why, why even go for it, right? Um, and at least in the documentary space, which is the space I'm playing in, I just I just try to remind myself to like not worry about my, the outside expectations for sure and just like take that first step because you're never going to know what's going to turn into unless you take that first step. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think when you talk about it in in regards to that learning lesson and what you can take away from her story just the sheer mindset of driving forward and getting it done when I heard that and I was listening to you tell the story you know I I got the chills and I I think starting and moving forward and just taking each step all the way through and her situation it's it's really incredibly hard to perceive just what that must be like first of Mm -hmm. all you know we're not in your domain 
And so running a hundred mile race to begin with <laughs> is this daunting, daunting thing that I, you know, most people who are listening, their bodies have no idea what that's like. And then to be, to be going against your former self and your mind, people's expectations, trying to create that space for yourself and not being at that level, accepting it. And then finishing the race all the way through, if mm -hmm. nothing else, it says, let's get started today. Yeah. You know, and, there's, there's... and, and Jay, like one of the cool things was as I read and one of her first quotes that she wrote after the race, um, on her Instagram was like, she was going in this kind of dark spiral when her body, she had all these kind of things come up four weeks out of the race and she used the word depressed. Like she was feeling depression and she had the self-awareness to know that like, if I get out there on those trails in that place, which is so special to me, that's going to help bring me out of it. So essentially she had like, she's like, I have this self-awareness to know if I go out there, it's going to really help me. And she was able to have the strength to weigh that greater and like go towards that rather than the fear attached to like expectations from others and comparison against the self. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think when you were reading it to me, I was getting fixated on the language that she uses mm. uh, when she was writing some of these public messages, especially mm. in the way that she, I think she has a, a big self-awareness to just, know where she's at emotionally first of all and it almost felt like as she recognized where it was she was creating space it felt like more space for herself against everybody else and not against in a way where it's like her against anybody but more like creating an expectation so she had space to really focus on who she was and her goal and her mindset and to accept where her body was at and create a goal that was even pushing of of that mm -hmm. and to stretch to get there mm -hmm. and and really creating a situation where she was able to physically but more so emotionally put herself in the state that she really really wanted to be in mm -hmm. and that's why when you said she uh she had wrote that her heart was full mm -hmm. you know that 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 really got the hairs on my on my arm standing up you know, yeah to know that there was fruition at the end of that so jay you and your and your business do a lot of coaching of individuals and i'm wondering if if you ever work with people who you know face some of these struggles when it comes to comparing against our past selves or expectations that surround us of what we should be doing or how we should behave or the path we should go down actually limits people instead of building them up do you see that yeah i see it all the time i think every time you hit uh every time you hit a new obstacle where you are leveling up you come in crux with this identity that you formed about yourself and i think a lot of times it it takes creating a new identity or framing it in a way where you're growing that other people are growing with you through. So mm. for example, um, uh, I had a client who was growing and doing really, really well and had a, had a nice little community around her. And as she was growing, it was time to start charging people more money for the services. You know, she was advancing, 
our services are becoming more and more valuable. But there was a pain point in potentially creating uh, creating a program where she was charging more to some of the individuals who might not be able to pay. Hmm. And this on her identity was a sticking point, you know, because of course she wants to bring everybody in the community forward. She wants to bring everybody with her. And, um, that was a really hard thing to get around. And so in order to get around something like that, you have to, you have to weigh in with your own identity and find where you sit and frame it in a way that, that makes sense to go over the obstacle, you know, to me from the outside, you're you're growing it makes sense for you to start charging more money and because your your services are more valuable and of course you don't want to leave anybody behind and the framework that was necessary was to recognize that the people that are with you and looking to grow with you might be getting held back by you not progressing forward in order to keep you know these people who may be having a problem with it you know, in there. Gotcha. And so, you know, that when you get around it and you recognize, oh, okay, like if I'm growing, then I'm allowing all these other people to grow. And maybe it even raises the standards of the people who, who feel the pain of this right now mm-hmm. and allows them to grow as well so that they can continue on their path the same way that I want to continue on mine. But in that, in that interim, there was a real, real disparity on like, how she felt inside because it it didn't feel like something that was normal or natural. It felt against her values. And I don't think it was. And I I think she realized that it wasn't as well. Um, But I think it's the same process that's going on here, which is I have created an expectation. Other people are now seeing that expectation. They're trying to hold me to this place, but I have to grow and move through it. Mm -hmm. How am I going to do that? And I think this is just another example of that. Just to kind of bring this home for people, everything that that we're kind of discussing here, I think a lot of the the topics that we talk about and and a lot of the previous episodes we have done, you know, it revolves around this idea of removing potential barriers to help ourselves to get going, to get into action, to go get it. And this is one of these potential barriers that maybe somebody out there listening is having, right? Maybe you're you're out here listening to the Go Get It podcast and you find that, you know, you do often compare yourself to a previous version of yourself and that is not serving you and that is potentially holding you back from getting into action and getting going today. Um, and so, you know, if that if, if that applies to you, then then what I would say, Jason kind of mentioned it before, right? Creating this space. He mentioned that Casey was creating this space in this message that she put out. I suggest creating some space for yourself, taking stock of what the reality is today. And if that is a barrier, disassociate yourself from it, remove it um, if it's going to serve you, and then go ahead and get yourself into action and get going with who, you know, with whoever you are today and whoever you want to be tomorrow. Absolutely. And that's going to lead us into our Go Get It Challenge. Your Go Get It Challenge this week is to write down an expectation that either you are putting on yourself or that others are placing on you that does not serve where you currently are right now. Once you identify this, then we can start the process of taking actions toward what does serve you. So we want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. 
Jason, thank you so much for joining us once again on the podcast. Good to have you here. And with that, everybody, remember this week, go get it. Go get it. Go get it.